Hello and welcome to season two of Inform's Meet Her podcast. My name is Terry Barclay, and I'm president and CEO of Inforum, a nonprofit whose work includes highlighting and supporting diversity in business leadership. The Meet Her podcast series introduces listeners to women of accomplishment whose experiences and insights feed us all on our leadership journeys. And I am just so very excited that joining me today is Kristen Smallwood, partner and Midwest diversity leader at PwC. And we're so proud that she's also a member of the Inforum Board of Directors. Welcome, Kristen, and thank you so much for joining me. Of course, and thank you for having me. Being on the Inforum Board um, has been uh, one of the many things in my career that I cherish in terms of having an opportunity to work with women. So happy to be here today. Uh, well, thank you for everything that you do, which is uh, incredible. On top of your day job, I might add. <laughs> so, so, so we've got a lot to cover. So let's jump right in. What's your understanding of implicit bias and how do you work on identifying and addressing your own hidden biases? Sure. So I'm sure my definition of implicit bias sounds a lot like a lot of people's, which is just those things that we um, inherently impact how we feel about people or a group of people that may be positive or maybe negative, and, and we're not even aware of them. Um, you know, oftentimes they're based on our cumulative experience and our, our, our life lessons. And in some ways, I think it's just part of who we are as, as people, um, you know, but that being said, how we think about those implicit, um, biases are, are, are very important because they can impact us in a, a business setting. And so it is something that I I think a lot about and and something I'm glad that there is a real conversation around these days. Um, In terms of how I think about it from a work perspective and from a team perspective, um, I try to look at my decisions and the decisions that I'm making at work Um, continue to look at it through a lens of, am I applying an implicit bias? Am I making decisions that are influenced by my own experiences? And it's really hard, especially since it's a, it's a broad area. And I, and I think it continues to expand and I'm glad it's continuing to expand beyond just gender and just culture and just race, but it is something that you always have to be thinking about. And, um, you know, a rule of thumb that I've been sort of using as of late uh-huh. is, is if I, if it's something that is making me uncomfortable, if it's something I'm not sure about, it's probably a direction I need to go. <sighs> you know, when I, I, I look at my team and I, I, you know, ask myself, is this something that I should be bringing up to my team? And I sort of hesitate a little bit. It's probably someplace that I do need to be pushing. And so, you know, that that's something I'm trying to a place, a way I'm trying to grow and a way I'm trying to address implicit bias for myself is 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 one just making sure I, I can't change or, or I think inherently all of us are going to have implicit bias. But the importance is that I'm aware of it. Yes. And I'm, I'm looking at it at, and through all my decisions, I'm making my 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 guardrails, if you will, as wide as possible in terms of how I think about implicit bias. 
And then I'm challenging myself to be uncomfortable and challenging myself where maybe a few years ago, I might've shied away from a conversation. I'm pushing myself to venture in. Oh, wow. Kristen, I just love, I just love that answer because it's, it's just strikes me as so true. You know, the, the whole, if you're uncomfortable about something that's probably is where you need to sort of lean in and really pursue it further. You know, one of the things that, if you don't mind me asking a quick follow-up question, you know, what, one of the things that, that I struggle with sometimes is getting comfortable being uncomfortable, right? You have to get comfortable being uncomfortable, but how do you ensure that, that, people aren't so uncomfortable that they're just shutting down. Do do you ever run into that? That's a really great question. And I think um, it starts with, and I, you know, themes we're also going to talk about today. A lot of it starts with trust. Mm. Um, And it starts with coming from a place, I think, of being genuine and a place of being willing to listen and maybe even hear things that, um, you weren't prepared to hear and, and, um, but approaching them with an attitude of being willing to listen and not being willing to, and not being in a position where you defend and, and being in a position where you're willing to say, I, I maybe don't understand this. Um, but, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm open. And I think, you know, initially this year when, or I would say, you know, a year ago, so last year, um, when a lot of the conversations around race with the George, George Floyd murder were coming up, you know, initially I really wanted to relate it to what we've gone through as women. And I do think there is commonality there and I don't want to set that aside, but what I realized in those conversations that sometimes, and it sounded like I wasn't being willing to listen. Mm -hmm. I wasn't being willing to feel their pain. And I really had to check myself in terms of Maybe that's a conversation for another day, but today I need to listen and I need to tr- show them that I can be trusted. And um, I think that is a really important part of then not to your question, you know, shutting down the conversation, but letting the conversation evolve. Right, right. I, uh, boy, I really agree with you that deep listening is the answer, right? You know, they kind of have to, so, so maybe we are, we've are, we're already talking about the next question, which is what can leaders do on a day-to-day basis to encourage and facilitate diversity, equity, and inclusion? Yeah. So it does. It, it, you're exactly right. We're moving and we've already kind of touched upon it. And I do think it is talking Um, It is asking questions, being willing to ask questions, being willing to, on my side, um, as a leader side, be vulnerable and admit what you don't know, Um, being willing to wade into, you know, uh, challenging conversations, Uh, being willing when things are on your team, uh, when you feel uncomfortable, probably somebody else feels comfortable. And as a leader, being the willing to be the one to speak up and ask questions Um, And I think being willing to share my own stories while I, you know, as I said, um, in some ways we have to set down our stories and listen to others at the same time, when you're getting people to wanting people to open up, I think you have to be real. And I think you have to share your own flaws, your own struggles, your own background uh, in order for um, to have real dialogue. One of the things I've done with my teams when we wanted to start on this journey of, of being more candid with each other. What we did is we had um, 
uh, a session as a team where we all kind of came to the table and we had a few standard questions, but we spoke about our background and, and shared with each other in terms of what our background was, because we felt like that was really important for everyone to know where um, everyone sets and what everyone's sort of um, uh, history was mm-hmm. to be able to have really a frank conversation. And it was funny because we had scheduled the meeting for an hour and gave <laughs> each person five minutes. And in typical fashion, we ended up taking, we kept rescheduling it, but it ended up taking three hours to do yeah. um, because, you know, you would start talking. It's hard to encapsulate yourself in five minutes. And then people would have questions and we would get talking about it. And it was such a rich and fruitful conversation but I think it was a great way to start a dialogue to talk more about implicit bias and to talk more about diversity and inclusion when we, we knew more um, about each other as people. Oh, that certainly has been one of my takeaway lessons is to, to leave enough time for the conference, you know, <laughs> make enough time for the conversation. <clears throat> so um, women have made, you, you touched on this a little bit. So women Women have made slow, steady gains in achieving leadership positions, but the gender gap persists. Can you share an experience that illustrates perhaps how you've overcome the barriers that women so often face? Sure. And, you know, and I think, first of all, you know, maybe I'm going to sound very female here, but I'm going to start by saying some of it is being really lucky and very fortunate to have great people around me, a great support system in my family and and so many different things like that. So, you know, some of my success, like I, you know, I feel like is, 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 um, you know, I can't, I can't take fully credit for myself and, and just as a, is the, the fortune I have had to have a great uh, network around me. But I will say one of the things that I've really tried to do through my career, and I think what um, has helped me break through some of these barriers is, is being willing to be a voice to ask a hard question, um, being a voice to um, dig a la- level deeper and to maybe go out on a limb a little bit further than maybe, you know, others before me have gone. And, and, and that is with, of course, the benefit of the many, many women who have stepped yeah. out on that limb when it wasn't even a limb. But I, I will say I, I take some pride in the fact that I've been willing to, the, the, as far as many women have walked, then I've taken that one step further and, you know, ask those hard questions. And Maybe it's an instance where I've gotten feedback that, you know, which I haven't many times in my career of, you need to be more assertive, you need to be more confident to ask the question and say, well, why do you think that? Why do you mm-hmm. feel that way? And to push on things and to push on, you know, why don't we have a, a more women in this, uh, in, in this area or whatever it might be, being willing to ask those tough questions and, and, and put myself out there a little bit. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's a great, that's a great example. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So, so let's uh, delve deeper into the tough lesson. So tell us about a time maybe that you learned a tough leadership lesson that you, maybe you appreciate more in hindsight than you might have at the time. <laughs> sure. And there's so many, it's hard yeah. to narrow it down. <laughs> But I, you know, as I thought about this and, and, you know, kind of encapsulated it, you know, and it's very interesting 
we're all growing, we're all learning. And while I, and the, you know, as I just said, one of the things I pride myself on is asking the tough questions where I feel like I am evolving to and need to evolve to, and this is coming through from tough lessons is now not just asking questions, but using my voice to make statements. And when I look at the places in my career, when I haven't been successful, when I have struggled is when I haven't been willing to um, take a strong point of view, when I've um, had a gut feeling, but I have not like followed through on it, when I've not been willing to really make my voice be heard, and then um, later regretted that. And, and so many of the instances where either a project hasn't gone well, or I haven't gotten the advancement that I wanted, or I, you know, whatever the situation might be, when I really boil it down, it's I didn't speak up. Mm-hmm. I didn't say what was on my mind. I wasn't forceful enough with my opinion. And I let myself get, you know, either, you know, pushed over by someone else, or maybe I even did it to myself, whatever it might be. I was not forceful enough. And as I think about the journey of where I'm at, I'm really focused right now on going from, yes, do I feel like I got to where I got to by pushing and asking questions? Yes. Now with my, I will say, maybe some people call it seniority. I'll say old age. <laughs> I, it, it is now being a person where no longer do I, is it asking the questions? I need to be making statements mm-hmm. and I need to be calling more things out. And, and that's what I've learned from some of the lessons that haven't gone my way. Ah, that is such a great piece of advice. And by the way, it's something I haven't heard many people say before, uh, but it needs to be said. Because when you look at the performance feedback and you you look at the trends by gender, um, I think you hit the nail on the head on an area that needs more attention for many women um, in their career. So thank you for sharing that that wisdom with us. You know, another thing, Kristen, that you've said several times is you mentioned the word trust um, as we've been talking. Um, And we know that trust is often identified as a key element of leadership. Tell us how you've built trust among colleagues in the past and why you think it worked. Right. So, I mean, I think like so many of this, like this conversation, it all builds, all these things build together, right? And I think some of it is um, building trust is that willingness, like we said before, to be that person who goes out on the limb, the person who is willing to speak their mind. So people don't wonder what you are thinking and people don't question where they stand. I think it's also, um, as we were talking with implicit bias, that willingness to be vulnerable, to be yourself. Um, that is something I've, again, as I look back of threads through my career, I do feel like I have, at the end of the day, I've stood true to who I am. And, and regardless of you know feedback I've received and the way I've tweaked things to be a better mm-hmm. leader, and all of us should, you know, should do that, at the same time, um, I've stayed true to who I am. Mm-hmm. And, and I think those characteristics are what builds trust in people is they know who I am, but mm-hmm. they also know where I stand and they know where they stand with me. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have so much dialogue going on these days about bringing your whole self to work. And, and I often think that 
I don't know what it is about us human beings, but we seem to have the ability to sniff out authenticity. You know, it's like, is someone being, you know, we're fooled from time to time, but (laughs) for the most part, you can kind of tell whether someone's being authentic or whether they feel they have to present us in a certain way that might not be so closely aligned with who they are. So I can see where that's really a a key element and another aspect of, of um, building trust. So I think that's absolutely right. And I think this generation, the uh, you know, <laughs> millennial Gen Z generation is only going to demand it more. Yeah. 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 Well, how refreshing that will be. So, um, so I'm a little bit of a quote junkie. So one more question in this section, do you have a favorite quote you'd like to share? I love quotes too. So I have a lot of them. I'm not going to bore you with all of them, but I did kind of go back. I keep, I'll give you a little secret. I keep a little, um, like, a you know, spreadsheet with all kind of different quotes. And I love to go look at it every once in a while when I feel like I need a little inspiration or something to perk me up. So I went and did that and I took a look and, and here's one that just with, uh, our conversation, uh, it was, it felt right. And it's, um, Albert Einstein. And the quote is the woman who follows the crowd will usually go no further than the crowd. The woman who walks alone is likely to find herself in places no one has been before. And Uh, I really like that in that, you know, I, I'm not sure I fully agree with walking alone because (laughs) it is important to have, your network and your support system and, and all of the things that we've talked about, but, but back to my going out on the limb analogy, I do think it is really important. And when I look at times in my career, when I've been the most successful, it is when I veered from the path. It's when Mm. I've been willing to do something different. It's been when I've, I've said, this feels uncomfortable. I'm not sure this scares me, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it anyway. That's when I've had the biggest reward. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so now I just learned something else we have in common because I also keep a quote spreadsheet. So so someday when we can be together in person, we'll have to compare our spreadsheets. (laughs) Yes. That would, that sounds like a, a, a fun conversation to me. (laughs) So, so Kristen, before you go, can you share with us a story about how you used or even a time when you wish you'd used a key leadership competency and why that mattered. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, when I, maybe starting with kind of what I think one of my key competencies is, is I do think I'm a person who is fairly self-aware and I think even further with that awareness is I'm someone who really tries to focus myself on growth and changing and, and taking feedback, even when it's not feedback, even just revisiting a a circumstance or a situation and thinking from that situation, what can I learn and how can I grow? And I, it is really something I try to focus on and try to be open to. And so it's interesting, you know, I was uh, one time uh, and you know, the circumstances where it was something where someone was saying some words about me in terms of just, you know, my career and so forth. And, 
And one of the things they said was, you know, and gosh, I can't believe, you know, when, when I met Kristen, when she was first starting, I never would have thought she would have gotten to where she is today and, you know, how much change she's gone through and so forth. And afterwards, one of my friends came up and was sort of like, you know, you know, weren't you kind of offended? Yeah, I know. Like, was, was, they made it sound like they didn't have any confidence in you. And like, you kind of had to pull your act together. And then the, the person who was giving this was someone I was very, very close to. And I said, no, I was honored by that because that shows you how much I have grown. And that uh. is something I am really, really proud of. I am proud that, you know, I may have started out in my career as being quiet and being, um, unsure and, you know, and, and that's fine because sure. I, I learned and I grew and I took people's advice and I found good mentors and I, I was willing to change and, mm-hmm. and I was, I was willing to learn more about myself and all of those things I am very, very proud of. So no, I have no problem <laughs> that they said that at all. I think that's great that that's how they see me. And, um, so I don't know, I think that just kind of uh, it was a small moment, but it was a moment that really encapsulates who I am in terms of I'm proud of the fact. And I hope in another 15 years when we're <laughs> still talking and sitting, comparing quotes, Terry, that you can say, wow, I can't even believe where you're at, Kristen. Like I, you have changed so much and I will say, thank you very much. I appreciate oh, <laughs> That's a wonderful, that's absolutely wonderful story. And of course it brought to mind a quote. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, which is kind of hokey, but it sounds like you would agree with it, which is, I, I don't need to be a know-it-all. I want to be a learn-it-all. I 100% agree. There you go. (laughs) Well, okay. (laughs) This was was really, really great. Um, Thank you so much for, for joining me today, Kristen. No, of course. It's my pleasure. And, um, you know, I, 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 I look at this as a learning experience. I learned something doing this today and, uh, it was something different for me. And so I appreciate it. So thank you. Cause this will be another one of those things in 15 years when I, the, the small little steps we all take to learn and grow that I'll say, you know, these are the sort of things that you put yourself out there. You made me feel a little uncomfortable, but I did it. And, um, I'm better for it. So thank you. <laughs> That's great. Well, well, that wraps up our podcast. Please come back to inforummichigan.org for more opportunities to meet her. And while you're there, please check out season one, as well as Meet Him, a podcast series in which male leaders share what they've learned about the importance of diverse leadership. And don't forget to check out our growing library of video tips virtual leadership development programming, and our calendar of virtual events. Thanks for joining us today.